0: how many happy folks are there all kind of happy folks all kind of happy folks all kind of happy folks it shows on your face we had a lady that taught me in high school and I'm always very very respectful of those that teach our children but this was in another century this was this was way back there and of all the years that we were around her I don't, we called her stone face, okay, and I did not plan to get into this today, but I said uh, if she ever smiles, I'm going to recommend that she put her hands under her chin because her face will break into 130 pieces, so I think smiling and being happy comes sort of natural to all of you today, and uh, it's just happy, happy, happy to be with happy, happy people. Amen. Uh got a phone call early, early, early this morning from Kevin, and he said, are you sitting down? And I said, I'll sit down, and so he did. Usually, that is to tell you some bad news, and uh, he slipped out, I think he slipped. He simply told me, he said, you know that today, Jimmy Klosner turns 50. And I said, where is Jimmy Klosner?" And I said, oh no, oh no, oh no. He's done spent a third of his life never to be retrieved again. Again, God bless you today. I hope that you're in prayer for Kevin and he's ministering in the big city of Dallas. And uh, I know that he's a blessing to that church today. And I hope that I can say something to you that will encourage you, that will give you hope, and I believe that God really wants to speak assurance. Everybody say that with me, assurance. Let's say it one more time, assurance. That simply says God's going to tell you that it's okay, that he's got this, that he's with you. And uh, he's constantly speaking assurance to us. He's constantly pouring peace into our life that the world has literally drug out of us. But today, I hope, is a special day for you that's in this room today that need to know that God is with you. The reading is from 1 Kings chapter number 19, verse number 2. Chapter 19, verse number Two uh, of First Kings. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also if I make not my life or make not thy life as the life of one of them tomorrow by this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life. Everybody say went for his life. Have you've been just on the run, scared to death, running for your life. So you know the sandals that Elijah was wearing that day. And he came to Beersheba where uh, it was near Judah and he left his servant there. And this is where I want to speak from today. He himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested that he might die. And this is what he said, "O oh Lord, take away my life for I am not better than thy fathers. And he lay down and fell asleep under the juniper tree. Behold, an angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals, and there was a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat. Because the journey is too great for thee. I still speak of my mother forty-one years after her passing, left this world for a better world. I was raised in a parsonage. A parsonage belongs to everybody. There is they don't knock on the door, they don't call to tell you they're coming. They just show up. And there was sort of an unwritten rule or law that my mother lived by that everybody that came to her house that darkened her door, they were going to have something to eat. If you didn't eat then, then you were going to take something home with you. I cannot tell you the number of times when mother would hear the knock on the door, that unexpected knock, And she said, would you go see who's at the door, George? And as I went to the door, she headed for the kitchen. And I would welcome the guest in, and she would come out of the kitchen with her little apron that was covered with flour, and she would slap her two cheeks together with her two palms, and she would say this, Oh, if I had known you were coming, I would have baked a cake. Now, I don't know if if that's original with her or if it came from my little grandmother, Dora. Dora's missing today. Tell her all the time. You and my grandma. Anyway, we'll go there another time. She was full-blooded Cherokee. Anyway, I don't know where it came from, but she used it on a number of occasions just to let people know they walked into an environment That was filled with love and goodness and kindness. And there was somebody there that really did love them. There's not a whole lot of that going on in the world that we're living in today. Oh, if I had known you were coming, I would have baked a cake. And so for those of us that were watching the screen and we saw that Elijah, tired, exhausted, give out, was tapped on the shoulder and said, get up. God knew you were coming, and so he prepared a cake for you. Life can change so quickly. The sunshine of a morning can turn to afternoon storms. Things can be going so wonderful one moment in our lives, only to see it fall apart into a thousand pieces before our very eyes. Job awakened one fateful morning, the richest man on earth. He was the Steve Jobs. He was the Sam Waltons. Everybody coveted what this man possessed and owned. On this particular morning, the children were all well and doing good. They all had good jobs. They were bringing grandbabies by the dozens to drop off at grandma and grandpa's house. Uh, The livestock were multiplying. His 401 was making him wealthier every day. And just the day before, he had gone to see the doctor. And the doctor, after giving him the physical, said, healthy as a horse. And then the final thing, before he left the house that morning, his wife leaned across the breakfast table, put her mouth on his mouth, kissed him and said, I love you so much. It's going to be a good day. But the day was not over. You see, that was just the morning. The morning of sunshine, the morning of blessing, the morning of recognizing the favor and the love of God. But before the day was over, as he was sitting on the back porch, basking in the blessings and the favor of Almighty, there comes a messenger and said, said, Job... Your enemy came. They took all your cattle and your donkeys and they slew all of your servants and I just happened to be the only one that escaped. And he had not got that out of his mouth good until another servant comes says, God's fire fell out of heaven, consumed all of your sheep and servants and I just happened to be the one that escaped. And while he was yet talking there come another messenger of doom. And he says the Chaldeans have come and taken away your camels and they have slain your servants. And before he could say that I'm the only one left there comes another messenger and he said this all of your children were at your eldest sons feasting today when there came a sudden wind and it and it and it smote the four corners of the house, and the house collapsed, and every one of your children are dead. And that healthy body that the doctor had told him he had the day before suddenly was filled with boils. suddenly was filled with uh, scores of sores. And that wife, just a few hours before, had said, how much I love you, You know what she was saying now? Why don't you just go ahead and cuss God and die? Yes, life can change quickly. And so it did for Elijah in 1 Kings number 19. Just hours before we see Elijah under the juniper tree, we need to go back and look where he has spent the last 24 hours of his life. He had taken his his courage to the top of Mount Carmel and to a backslidden nation, he declared that God of Israel is still the one that rules over Israel. That was the day that he destroyed the idols of Baal and destroyed 400 of Baal's prophets. It was a great day. And the Bible says he turned the heart of Israel back to God. There was much hand clapping. There was much applause. There was much celebration. I mean, this guy did it single handedly with the help and the anointing of Almighty God. It was quite the day. It was quite the morning in the life of Elijah. But he didn't get to celebrate long because right after taking on the army of Jezebel and her infidel husband, this woman, One woman sent word, I'm going to get you. I I, I can't figure it out, but here's a man, one human being, that puts his socks on just like everybody else, had stood in front of thousands just hours before this and took them on eyeball to eyeball, nose to nose, toe to toe, and he won, and then here comes one voice of one woman. Not planning on saying this, and certainly not planning on hurting anybody's feelings, but women, do you know how powerful your words are? She just, He had been at the very front of danger. He was about to lose his life, and then came out doing this, and then this one woman said, uh-huh. You think you got a way to say, I'm going to get you. What did he do? He beat his chest and began running. Running for his life. Hoping to find a place that he could hide from from this evil woman that had just said, I'm going to do to you what you've done to all of these. And here he is shivering, trembling, and shaking. You know what he's saying to God? As he's running, kill me. It's over with. Just go ahead and open the heavens and send down a a, a piece of lightning and just take me out because my life is over. He really believed what this woman was saying. But he would discover, as every one of us in this room had discovered at one time or another, it is not over till it is over. God always has the final say. So here he is, devastated, lonely, depressed, overwhelmed. All of us southern folks would simply say, Elijah, he was a mess. He he was overwhelmed by all the negativity going on in his life. Exhausted, Elijah would close his eyes and fall asleep. Maybe fatigue was so great that he forgot that there was someone chasing him. Maybe, maybe suddenly the emotions were just totally gone, and he said he couldn't go any further, and he collapsed. And while he slept, somebody went over and flipped the light on in, the, in heaven's kitchen. They got the bowls out. They turned the oven to 350 and one angel was, can we, can we eavesdrop in on the angel's conversation this morning? So one of them stirring the, this bowl, and another one stirring that one. He's poured flour and cream and butter. Dropped a little vanilla flavoring in it. Would you pass the chopped pecans? And I'd like to sprinkle a little bit of coconut. By the way, who is this cake for? He said, Oh, this is for a good man good guy you remember Elijah oh yeah everybody knows Elijah just give out he's gone as far as he can go and and I just sort of feel like a cake will be a blessing I think this will give him some strength for the journey Uh, pass the cream please and as they labored in heaven's kitchen as Elijah slept God was preparing the miracle of restoration where are you today what's going on in your life? Has life become overwhelming has has suddenly the the lights have gone out and and there's not even a star or a moon shining in your in your little world today can I tell you God knows where you're at you haven't you have come to lay down under the juniper tree, exhausted from life, tired of all the pressures that you have had to deal with. And I want everyone here today to know this before you leave. We already know it, but maybe I should just remind us, don't ever doubt that God does not know where you're at and what you're going through. I don't know, but he does. And I would like to remind you today that the storehouse of heaven is never empty and the doors are never locked and and the room where he is preparing the delicacies of heaven for you has never been closed. What do you need from God today? What is the driving desire in your heart this morning? What is it in your heart that you're saying, I don't know how much I can take. I don't know how much further I can go. And you know what the Holy Spirit would say to every one of you today that finds yourself despondent and discouraged? He would say, lay down and rest. I'm going to do something good for you. And even while I am standing here this morning, God is at work in the heart's of many, many, many people in this room. Let God touch you. Let God bless you. Let God work in your life today. As I said, as I said, the storehouse is never empty. Would you go go with me back? There was Abraham, there was Isaac, and there was Jacob. God had promised Abraham that the seed that he would produce would be blessed and it would be nourished and it would cover the entire earth. And Abraham, if you want to go out and just sift the sands through your fingers, your children will be greater than the seas of the sand or the sands of the sea. Y'all didn't know I was dyslexic, did you? Yeah, I already is. And so now the blessings of Abraham and Isaac, they've been manifold, they've been wonderful, they've been chronicled, they've been written about. And now here's Jacob, had all them boys. One The saddest day of his life was the day that them boys came home with that, that jacket that he had given to his baby boy. And it was drenched in blood. And they fabricated this marvelous story said, Joseph is no longer with us. The wild animals have come and consumed him, and this is all that's left. Broken-hearted, he would never really recover from the story that his sons had told him that day. And then there came a great drought. There was no rain from the heavens, and because of no rains, there was no crop in the field. And as they opened that last bag of gold metal flour, to make the last batch of biscuits he looked around and said what am I going to do little did Jacob know that the son that he loved so greatly that he thought was dead was alive and very much alive the silos had been built down in Egypt they were being filled with grain and wheat and corn For this very moment, when God's children were about to die, God said, hold on just a minute. And he sent word down to Jacob, and they all came home. And not only was the reunion with his son Joseph that he loved so much, and there's a thousand stories, there's a thousand sermons to be preached about Joseph being the the embodiment of Christ, that he saved Israel. Jacob should have never feared, never worried, but the God who sits high and looks low saw everything that was going on in the life of Jacob and his family. And they all loaded up and headed down to Egypt. And God said, hey, I knew you were coming, so here's some corn, here's some wheat. We're going to live and not die. And because not, not only does God know where we're at, but he knows what we may be dealing with today. God sees us on our best days and our worst days. And guess what? Guess what? He loves us on both days. Today he sees your tears that no one else has seen. He sees your heart that's been battered and bruised and covered from everyone else. So today he's come to heal your broken heart. Hear me now, wherever you are in this room. He's come to dry your salty tears. He's come to comfort and reassure. Did I use that word a while ago? He's come to assure us. He's come to reassure you that you are not alone. So you see, he knew you were coming. And so he deposited a word that I might simply tell to you. He's with you and not against you. I don't know if there's a single service that passes at this wonderful church. That someone will not see me on the foyer and/or maybe on the outside close to the parking lot, be it on Sunday morning or Wednesday evening. I'm telling you, every time we gather here at Life Church, somebody makes their way, not only to me, but I'm sure to Kevin. God knew what I needed today. Some of them would be. Laughing with great laughter and joy. And others would be weeping tears of joy to say, I came not knowing the answer. And I received the answer to my questions. I came not knowing how it was going to end, but I know that it's going to end in God's way. He always knows what I needed. I'm so glad I came, they say. You see, I came discouraged and I'm leaving encouraged. I came empty and I'm leaving full. How blessed I am to know that God knows where we are. Thank you, Jesus. The juniper tree has been a gathering place over the centuries for those that have given up on life. I don't know if you've ever reached that place. Maybe you have. For those that are hurting from a great loss. You see, it's just if the words got around that you can come to the middle of the wilderness where no one will see your tears, where, where no one will see your pain. And you can come and gather on the juniper tree the, and, and you'll be protected from the words of others that will misjudge you and cause you even greater pain. And so it's a place where those that are hurting from great loss will come. For those that are struggling just to make ends meet, for those that have been recently devastated by separation or divorce. For those that just heard the doctor say as he shook his head, I'm so sorry, but we have done all that we can do. Those that are exhausted from burning the candle at both ends, finding themselves now physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually burnt out. These are the words of Jesus Christ. All you who are heavy laden, I will give you rest. He says on another occasion, come unto me all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll give you peace. For someone here today, I want, I want to speak specifically to you. You need to know this, if you've sinned, if you've come short of the glory of God, as I have, and as everyone that's ever taken a breath of air has, God always chooses pardon and peace over punishment. You've come to the right place on the right day for God to tell you in his own way, I'm with you. And I want to speak peace into your life. I want to give you new life. I want to give you abundant life. And so here is this prophet, this man of God that's wore out, that's exhausted. Elijah, wake up. He looked over there and saw this cake he said uh rise up you slept long enough for now but uh God sent you something to encourage you to bless you to strengthen you and he said uh here's a here's a bottle of Dasani water to go along with. I'm sure that's been here forever hasn't it if my daddy knew that I paid two dollars and 19 cents for a bottle of water yesterday he would come out of the grave, take that belt, and work on my certain part of my body. <sighs> we drunk water out of water hoses. We drunk water out of a water fountain. We slurped water out of, out of, a, out of a pond. And he said, You did what? Elijah, there's, there's, there's something that's going to help you on your journey. And Elijah come to. He said, okay. He said, so he reached over and took the cake and ate it and drunk the water fell back asleep. Slept again. It wasn't very long. Elijah, get up. There was another cake. There was another glass of water. He said, now you're going to need what I'm giving to you today for the journey. You don't know your future, but I do. You may not know this morning what you're going to face, but I already am in your future. Joseph was already in Egypt whenever they opened the last bag of flour down at Jacob's house. I know what you're going to need, so, so go ahead and eat and drink, because you're going to need this for the journey. You have miles to go. You had a you have a lot, I'm speaking this to somebody here this morning, you have a lot of living to do. The world is waiting on you because they need to hear your story. And for all of us today, it's a new day filled with purpose and with passion. For some reason, he knew it was all going to be here today. You probably won't get a, have the opportunity to shake hands with every person that's here. Someone surely will every once in a while say, did you see so and so? I said, No, I didn't see them today. And you're not going to shake hands with all the folks that made it. And there'll be there'll be those that will leave with uh without any, any clue as to what all happened to different ones. But I'm I can go ahead and tell you with assurance, every one of us that are here today God knew was going to be here Landy and these powerful songs I'm in his hand and that is my confidence did I say that right Jamie gets up here and takes my sermon everybody's preached my sermon and I'm saying when am I going to get to preach it every song every testimony every handshake today says God knew that I was going to be here. And he came to bless us. So here's your cake. Landy's going to come and we're going to sing a chorus before we go home. But I'd like for every one of you to be encouraged today. I'd like for every one of us to be renewed. You know what renewed is? It's renewal. It's it's getting that second wind. It's getting that New grip on God as God secures his grip on us. I want you to leave here strengthened for the journey. I want you to leave here emboldened to share your story with a world that's lost and in darkness and needing to hear your story of deliverance and to be restored. He restores all parts of our life things that we think we've lost forever no God's kept inventory and uh said, I'm just going to whatever the devil has taken from you that thieving lying devil whatever he's taken from you know this that God's bringing it back home to you and I speak that in the name of Jesus he knows where we are Maybe last night when you closed your eyes for a night of rest and you said, well, I just don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to just take a day off and rest and wait for the saints to come on. Or I may go join the saints today at the house of the Lord. Whatever it was that brought you here today, it was designed by your heavenly Father that loves you so much whatever deficiency you may find in your life today he's here to fill that gap and 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 cause your cup to overflow mary you've heard me tell about the little lady we picked up every sunday morning at the nursing home somewhere back off of eighth street somewhere back in there sweet darling and this church has always had them precious little ladies that we went and picked up and brought to church and we lost we lost one just a few days ago that was whenever we had testimony service y'all don't know what a testimony service is my daddy always had them and I had them Kevin's back slid and he don't have them so (laughs) you stand up and just say ain't God been good to me and we had other ones to say oh he's been better to me than anybody else in the world and I never got tired of hearing the same people say the same thing because that was their story The sweet little lady that we went and picked up for probably two years every service her testimony was this I'm drinking from the saucer because my cup has overflowed Kevin Montgomery, your grandfather Charlie. First time I ever saw anybody drink from the saucer. He had a perfectly, perfectly filled cup of coffee and he took it and poured it into the saucer and then sipped it. That sweet lady's going on to heaven. But I won't forget her testimony. I I won't forget how I was encouraged. Maybe, maybe I looked out across the congregation. There was 17 of us, and there was uh, five bases, so that didn't leave but a dozen. I might have been discouraged. I remember one time your dad came to preach a revival for me, and I said, Glenn, well, I want you to know that folks over at Christ temple, they love you, and they love your preaching. And I just want to start the new year off, January. I I want Glenn to come and preach a revival for us. We're going to start on Monday night, and we're going to go Tuesday night and Wednesday night. And so we had these two big overstuffed chairs sitting on this side of the platform. He was sitting in one, I'm sitting in the other. There were six people out there. Glenn leaned over to me and said, Tell me one more time how much your people love me. (laughs) Jason, my youngest son, came and slipped up to the other ear and said, Daddy, I'm finishing go get some more chairs out. (laughs) Testimony service. Drinking from the saucer. Called my cup is overflowed. You came today with a lot of questions. I, I trust that the Holy Spirit will speak the answer to you. You came with troubled heart. The storm that you're just coming through and you can sense another storm is beginning to arrange itself in the southern part of the Gulf headed directly to you. But know this today, that God's with you. He's for you. He loves you. And He will love you forever. Could we stand? Peace,
1: peace. peace.
0: without turning it over to Him. Don't leave without that assurance that I said something about 30 minutes ago. You need to know that He's with you. Whether you're standing on the top of Mount Carmel bringing the victory and the glory back to God or running for your life to him you're still his child Lord thank you for coming today thank you for helping us today thank you for reminding us that your love is a love without end and that you're with us I pray if there's one person here today that came discouraged that came downcast, that the Holy Spirit of God will have lifted you up and and you'll leave here rejoicing, encouraged in the Lord. Now, Lord, I speak peace. Peace is unexplainable. Peace is unspeakable. I speak to the winds to lie down and go to bed. I speak to the storms that have come and assailed your children. Go back to where you came from and breathe peace, your wonderful peace, into our life. In Jesus' name. I'd like for us to sing it one time before we go home. Let's sing it one more time. chicken up out of the grease. It's 1138. still going to be hot. and It's going to be wonderful. But I want us to sing it one more time and then we'll go home. Peace.
1: Thank you, Uncle George. Man, what a reminder! What a great reminder of the presence of God. Hey, look, if you've uh, if you've seen us wearing these T-shirts up here today, it's because they're in the lobby for sale. It's in a few weeks they're going to have our Hope for Life Sunday, but we get an early jump on it. So go stop by the lobby; they're fifteen dollars, and pick up a shirt today. All right, God bless you. Have a great week.